lovely listeners. Welcome back to Wishing You Wellness, a podcast all about healing intentionally. Now, what do I mean when I say healing intentionally? I mean making conscious and aware decisions each and every day that bring me closer and closer to the most healed version of myself physically possible. It's prioritizing healing, not just letting time pass and hoping that time is going to fix everything. Because time fixes a lot of stuff, you guys, but time can't fix you. Time cannot fix you or your demons, everything you're overcoming. Only you can do that. Wow. Okay. Getting incredibly deep here. Anyway, you guys, welcome to the moment I have been thinking about for seriously weeks and weeks. This is my first interview style slash shared podcast EP. Today I have here with me the lovely Shannon Snell. She is life coach extraordinaire. She just launched her business. She is a beam of sunshine and my good friend. I've been wanting to get her here on the show for a while. As you guys know, I keep like putting little blurbs about her coming, but truthfully, it has taken me forever and a day to figure out how to interview someone who's literally an ocean away from me. Um, Shannon, why don't you go ahead and start by telling us a little bit about a little bit about you, who you are, where you are, all of that stuff. Okay, hi everyone. First of all, Alison, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am an avid listener of Wishing You Wellness. I love how honest and valuable your episodes are and I'm truly honored to be here. I feel like what you're creating is helping so many people and your podcast does so well because it's so authentically you and you can feel that you truly care about your listeners and the people you connect with and you're just raising the vibration of the planet for sure so yeah (laughs) thank you um so my name is Shannon I'm from England maybe you can tell by my accent um I'm a coach with my clients we take a look at where they are in the present, where they want to be in the future, then what I like to do is help my girls bridge that gap and collapse the timeline. I help them figure out what is preventing them from living their future dream reality right now, which is very on theme for today's episode because when my girls let go of what isn't serving them, they create the space for their dreams, goals, manifestations to come to fruition so I feel like a detective trying to figure out what is really stopping them that they have to let go of or reframe it can be fears of failure rejection judgment doubts imposter syndrome limiting beliefs old patterns an identity they've created so much stuff but um I love my job I don't even see it as a job I see it like my soul's mission for this lifetime it feels so aligned for me and I feel so grateful to have found that uh, so young of what I just want to do forever I feel um and I love that I get to focus on my my healing and growth and navigate my clients through their own journey to live a life bigger than they could imagine because we're honestly also deserving and worthy of that Shannon, that is so marvelous. That is absolutely wonderful. I think that when you find something that really fills you with joy, something that 
seriously just lights up your soul and makes you excited to do it every day. The work really doesn't feel like work. You actually want to show up. You actually want to knock things off your to-do list, not just to be checking boxes, but because with each thing you complete, you do feel that sense of fulfillment. And I imagine that coaching is such a fulfilling thing because you literally get to watch people on their journeys to becoming the best versions of themselves. Yeah, it is the best thing. And I, I have to ask passionate. I have to ask this one. I've been wondering. So what was it that inspired you to pursue life coaching as a career? Because I know you've been working, you know, a typical nine to five job. And then at some point or other, you said, hey, I want to focus on my dream passion instead. Yes. So I think it can be a thing. It's kind of a trend going around with getting out of the nine to five. I think it was maybe a year or two ago. And I was very excited by the whole entrepreneur, be your own boss kind of world. Um, So I left my job in banking to try and start my own business. And it was kind of an Amazon related business. And even though I had a lot of passion for kind of doing my own thing, I had no passion for Amazon itself. It didn't feel very fulfilling or just like meaningful I guess so I had like it was so difficult for me to even get out of bed to work on it because I just didn't have any love for it and so then I started thinking that there was something wrong with me I thought I was lazy I thought I was just unproductive and I just felt like the problem was me not what I was doing So that led me to go into the whole personal development, self-help mindset world, because I felt like if I grew my mind, I could grow my business. So I went down that huge rabbit hole of learning everything about psychology, behavior, just all the tips and tricks and following all these really inspiring coaches and I just loved it. I would honestly want to spend all day listening to podcasts um doing courses just anything that wasn't really working on my business and then I kind of just realized why don't I just do this because I was working with my own coaches at the time to try and help me and I just love that more than my business and I never thought I could be a coach because I thought that a life coach is someone who lives this amazing life has all these results and tells you what to do And I felt like I don't have these results, so how can I tell people what to do? But then through having my own coaching, I realized it's not about um, it's not about telling people what to do. It's about asking the right questions and helping people figure out their own answers within themselves and just holding that space. So really, I just got into coaching through working with my own coaches and the just transformations and breakthroughs and deconditioning. It's honestly like waking up from the matrix and seeing the 5d and when you realize how limitless you are your life just does become limitless it's a new world and you truly feel like a co-creator with the universe and I when you experience that it was just like how could I do any other job that isn't this because I just want to help people navigate their own journeys with that experience Thank you. That is so, so empowering. And 
I think you're right. I think that self-improvement and working on yourself is, it's almost like an addiction for me, right? I started my self-love and my self-discovery journey like a year and a half, two years ago back. And first it was like workbooks. I bought all of these workbooks online, a happiness workbook, a forgiving yourself workbook, cognitive distortion workbook, and I just dove into them. And in school, I never really enjoyed assignments or sitting and writing or doing quizzes. But like, it's different when the work is on yourself because you see the results, you feel those results. And so you just want to keep doing it. I was feeling myself starting to address toxic thinking patterns I had or distorted thoughts or kind of unhealthy mindsets. And then I went down the rabbit hole of podcasts and was like, wow, there are endless resources out there for anything that you're trying to address in yourself, whether that's shadow work, whether that's trauma that you haven't even started to uncover, let alone heal. There are just so many ways to improve yourself. And I also think the life coach method is amazing. I have done a few little programs. I just finished Unlock Your Power of Creation. That was an incredible course by Maddie Maple. She is an awesome life coach. I see her all over the place. She's killing it. But it was essentially yes. just this course. Yeah, I think Shannon did it too, right? Yeah, well, I haven't done um, Unlock Your Power of Creation, but I've done two other coaching programs with Maddie. Her this one. And um, yeah, they were very empowering. I've heard that Metamorphosis is amazing. That's a whole 12-week container, right? A whole 12-week program? Yes. Oh, super, super cool. I think that's where I'd like to go next. Unlock Your Power of Creation was just modules, just simple modules that you work through. All these videos about the laws of manifestation, laws of the universe. And at the end of it, I seriously felt a little bit transformed. And so my belief that life coach work is legit has gone from 100% to like 200%. And <laughs> I'm excited to keep investing in different coaches who cover like different areas because I know each coach kind of has like a small niche they like. I know a girl, Christina, and she does cycle coaching all about living through your seasons. Um, Shannon, do you have kind of a niche or are you just like general overall life improvement? So I, it really depends on my clients, what they're struggling with and where they're wanting to go. But I love helping girls with confidence because for most of my kind of clients, I feel like that can be a root issue of what's stopping them from going after what they want. Um, so yeah, confidence is key. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as women, especially, that's always a hot topic. That's always one that could use a little bit more love, a little bit more attention in our life. Definitely. Okay, so to get into today, our topic of the day is letting go to let in. We are about to get into that. Thank you, Shannon, for the introduction. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. Thank you. Okay, you guys, I am so excited to get into today's topic. Shannon and I have been talking about this for weeks on end. It's something that has been on both of our minds lately, and it seems to be presenting in both of our lives. So it kind of felt like a topic that we could really dive into and get some awesome downloads from. So what we are going to talk about today is the art of letting go. 
letting go so that we are able to let in. Now, what does that mean? Letting go to let in is when we let go of things that are clearly not for us so that we are able to let the universe bring us the things that are meant for us. Sometimes that's relationships. Sometimes that's job opportunities. Sometimes that's a move that you manifested. It can be all sorts of things. But as long as we are clinging to what isn't ours, we'll never be able to have what's truly ours. So a few things that I have been learning lately to let go of are these. The need to be right. When we let go of the need to be right, we let in new perspectives. We let in peace. We let in all kinds of new information that we normally would just be blocking out. There's so much to gain when we do let go of that need to be right. When we let go of expectations of others, we'll let in space for them to show up as their most authentic and true versions, who they actually are. We also let in room for healthier friendships and relationships when we release these expectations of how we think others are supposed to show up in our lives. Also, we can let go of fears because... When we let go of fear, we let in opportunity, we let in growth, we let in new chapters, new adventures. All we have to do is let go of that fear. And so the art of letting go is really understanding that it's not a loss. It's a trade. You are letting go of X to receive Y. And Y is what you're actually supposed to have and is your actual life plan, not just what you're clinging to because you're afraid. You have to trust the universe. Usually if you're clinging to something, it's because you don't trust yourself and you don't trust the universe and you don't trust your ultimate life plan. And so it's time for us to get super, super deep into this topic. I want to start off by passing the ball over to Shannon. Shannon, I want to know, where do you start when you're learning to let go? What's the first step? Okay, so just really quickly, I love what you said about the need to be right and because I think having that beginner mindset is and the learning mindset is so important because a lot of people can go oh I already know that or I know that but unless you live it you that's such a difference to know something and to live something so I just really loved what you said about the beginners um letting go of the need to be right Mm, that yes so the first step to let something go is awareness. I feel like awareness is the first step to most problems or situations is having awareness on what it is that you need to let go of and what's not serving you. And you might be sitting there listening and thinking, well, I don't know, or maybe you do. But a way to figure this out is to really reflect on what it is that you want. Maybe it's health money a soulmate and then I'd ask you what it is you really want because for example with money it could be the freedom over your schedule with health it could be energy to for your kids or your relationships for a soulmate it could be to feel love or validation which we can of course give to ourselves but what it is that you really want and then ask yourself what do I need to let go of to have that or be that and what's stopping me or what am I waiting to go away 
or to come before I start. And yeah, it's just having that awareness on what's holding you back. Absolutely. And I wonder, do you think that we ever settle in a situation or a relationship or a job or whatever it is simply because we don't think we deserve better? And so we're afraid to let go because, oh, we think this is all that we'll find out there. Yeah. And I think that is also kind of not trusting yourself, like you said earlier, uh, or not trusting that the universe has something better for you if you're if you're up to play the game. Mm, absolutely. I love that, up to play the game. If you're willing to just get out there and do it, the universe has a lot waiting for you. Yes. Okay. Can you think of any, I don't know, any like roadblocks that can prevent us from letting go that are common amongst people? Okay. So I think a huge misconception in our society, I guess, is people don't want to feel fears or discomfort and that makes sense in our kind of survival brain that we should avoid things that make us uncomfortable and of course I'm not asking people to you know put themselves in a situations that aren't safe so I don't mean those situations but as in people have fears of failure or rejection or not feeling like we're good enough or just scared of losing things Um, and it's those fears that we don't want to feel which stop us from expanding our comfort zone because the misconception of what why people don't want to let things go is because they don't want to feel the fears and discomfort when really we should be moving towards what makes us uncomfortable because then we're growing our comfort zone. Yes, and we I love that moving toward it. Because sometimes when I'm moving away from something, it feels scary. But if I zoom in instead, if I just reframe where my focus is to what I'm going toward, that makes it feel so much more exciting instead of just scary. Yes, and people are scared of changing. But when you really think about it, the scariest thing to me anyway is staying in the exact same place. So if I imagine my life 10 years time and I don't do anything that feels uncomfortable or makes me push past my fears and grow, if I'm in the exact same situation that I'm in right now in 10 years time, that is the scariest thought to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, because everything worth having is on the other side of change. A family, a amazing career opportunity, a new place on the beach, everything that you want requires change, requires that process. Yes, definitely. So feeling the fears and kind of just seeing it as a sign you're on the right path, not that you're on the wrong one. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, so I'm understanding we're going to let go of the fears, the outside things, but what about internally? So how do we let go of things that are inside of us? Because I figure that's a whole nother can of worms, right? Yes. So I would say to shift your, to be able to let something go internally, like you said, with the fears, it's changing your identity. 
because we can change the external world around us, our habits or our behaviors or our environment. But if we haven't changed internally, then it's not really gonna be sustainable. So the way you can change your identity, and again, this isn't like changing as in becoming someone that isn't you, it's becoming more you. It's becoming the most you because the real you doesn't have fears and limiting things that are holding them back. The real you just moves forward in spite of that. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, with changing identity, just a really easy way to implement this and start being your highest version. People say highest version, and I completely get that. But I kind of like to call it your truest version because. I don't, I'm not trying to be someone that's better than me. I'm trying to be someone that is more me, if that makes sense. I love that because I have a similar thought process. Every time I type out highest self, I'm like, this is basically saying like a better me. What if I am just like a more authentic me, a more true, a more honest me? Yeah, I'm glad you feel the same way. Um, I've had that thought before. I'm glad somebody finally touched on it. I'm always like, highest. (laughs) and I catch myself writing it all the time I love your truest self because that's the goal it's it's not to be the best it is to be the best version of yourself but I think it's more to be a better you than you were yesterday yeah it's to be yeah like you said the most authentic version of yourself and I think when we say highest self it's almost like implies that we're not good enough right now and that's kind of the feeling I get with it but that's just personal And in order for us to implement change, we have to like ourselves in order to want to have that change, you know? So it is important to keep the focus on that. Yes, definitely. I love that. So with identity... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, you go ahead. I have another question after you finish this one. Okay, great. So with identity, the easiest way to shift it is to ask yourself, if I am the version of me that, e.g., is not scared of what other people think of me or is not scared of getting things wrong or is not scared of taking risks. If I am that version of me that has the happiest relationship, has the business of my dreams, how would I, what would I believe, value, focus on, what would I say? What would I do? How would I feel about this situation? And then it's acting as if, so acting as that version of yourself. And then the more that becomes your identity, then you're going to get all the results in the external world of that version. So it's changing the inner world. I love that. I've done this journal prompt on that a few times. Um, You just get a sheet of paper and you just write out what your truest or highest or whatever self looks like what's she wearing what is she talking about what is her daily routine like what everything you can think of about her because that helps you identify not only your current needs and wishes but your long-term needs and wishes and the gap kind of between who you are now and who you are aspiring to become yes I love that and it's just the easiest way to collapse the timeline is be that version now because sometimes we're kind of thinking that one day I'll be like this confident, successful, healthy, loving version of me. 
and we're almost like going through life waiting for them to one day knock on the door and say okay I'm you now whereas no we have to be it now like someone's gonna come take your spot in your life yeah. and she's just gonna eat all the vegetables and <laughs> apologize to the people she's done wrong and do the work for you like no we have yeah. to show up and make that decision to even make micro decisions even tiny ones each day that bring us closer and closer to that or like you said acting as if you're already her what would she do in response to a situation how would she show up Yes, because that really there is no future you. There's always just the present you. That is so true. I spend so much time thinking about my future me and also my past me. And then I just have to like stop and consolidate. Like we are all one. We make <laughs> up who I am. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little bit trippy to think about. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> My next question for you is how do you advise your clients who need to address situations where letting go is going to be huge? Like maybe they're in a bad marriage and they have to end the marriage, or maybe they're quitting a job they've worked at for 10 years that's super toxic, but it's also been their life for 10 years. How do you advise people to handle change that's going to change their entire life? Okay, this is so interesting that you asked this because I feel like I've had um, my clients be in these situations or even my friends. And when it's leaving a job you're unhappy in or leaving a marriage, like you said, that you're unhappy in, when you really think about it, you're already in the worst case scenario. Mm, Because it's like, so if I leave a job I hate, and to go try and start, again, I keep using this business example, but if I leave a job I hate to go and try and start my own business, and I'm like really scared because that's a huge change, worst case scenario is I go back to a job that I don't like. And a lot of us don't realize that we, in certain aspects of our life, we're in the worst case scenarios. So take the risk because it's like, you can't see my hands, but it's like the how far you can go up versus how far you can go down the going up and the opportunities are so much bigger than the kind of worst case scenarios I guess yeah and you're so right a lot of times we are already in the worst case scenario and we don't even realize it because we've gotten so comfortable in that space that we don't even realize how unhappy we are I feel like a lot of times in the past, I've confused comfort with happiness in some friendships and some job situations. I've just confused that feeling of like, eh, this is, you know, it's comfortable with what actually lights my soul on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting that you said about comfortable and happiness, because I now find that when I'm uncomfortable, but then I'm growing, that's what actually makes me feel so excited. Yes. How do you think we can tell if we are in a situation that's comfortable versus a situation that we're actually supposed to be in? I feel like that can be a hard line to draw because, for example, relationships. If your relationship is really, really comfortable and like feels safe, that can be hard to tell if you're with the right person or not, you know, because you're supposed to feel good and comfortable and safe in a relationship, but you're also supposed to get along really well and have similar life goals and xyz 
Yeah, that's such an interesting point. And I guess just my advice for that would be, again, going back to the identity question. So if I'm the version of me that is the most loving girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, whoever, what would I think about this relationship and this situation and how could I show up more or, you know, those kind of questions and being that version of you? Oh, I love that. Absolutely. And here's another one I had. So I tend to be like a genie with like my little lamp or my little ball that I look into. Like I love to predict the future and something that I am working on letting go of is that need and that desire, that compulsion to try to predict my future, to try to look ahead and say, and it's not even like setting goals or manifestations. It's not like, oh, next year I'll have this, this, and this. No, it's more like in 30 years, this is exactly how I want my life to look. And if it falls short, I'm angry. How do you let go of that desire to just control your future and just sort of surrender to the universe and to your flow yeah that is such a great question hmm I think it's kind of just I feel like it's being more present Mm, yeah and um it's great to kind of have goals or manifestations we're working on but I think or often we think we're trying to like chase emotions like happiness or we're trying to get to get to feeling safety or freedom or passion or whatever and we think we have to get something to achieve those emotions but really all emotions are created within us right now by through visualization or just through you know you can create a feeling within you right now if you focus on gratitude or whatever it is that you're focusing on So I'd say like just being more present and creating the dream life or wherever it is you're trying to go into that future and predict it, like kind of just creating it right now in your inner world. Um, So yeah, I love that. Oh, and I love that about your inner world because like we were talking about, your inner world is a direct reflection of your outer world. So it all starts there. Yeah, I 100% believe that. Okay, now I'm going to hit the stop. Okay, you guys, that was part one. We're going to do this in two different parts just so Shannon and I can have a beat. This is both of our first times using Riverside FM. And I think we're doing pretty good, Shannon, don't you? Definitely. Um, I think you figured it all out amazingly. I'm just (laughs) sitting here for the ride. (laughs) Obviously, we figured it out. We even have a live audience here with us. or a little blue button, like whichever. But (laughs) part one, I kind of asked Shannon a few things, her take on letting go to let in. Now I want to give her a little chance to ask me a few questions and I'll share a couple stories with you guys and then we will wrap it up and that'll be the end of the episode. So Shannon, I'll turn it over to you for some questions. Okay, so Allison, I'd love to hear about a time in your life where you had to let go to let in. Okay, story time. Everybody pull up a chair and everyone forgive my voice. This always happens about halfway through recording because I talk too much, but bear with me. We will push through. 
a time that I let go to let in was actually pretty recent. Um, it was 2021 and I had just gotten a job offer to go to South Dakota for this internship and I was super excited. Hadn't really done any research on South Dakota. I knew where it was on the map, but I didn't know what it was like, the culture, what there was to do. And it was in like this teeny tiny town called Aberdeen. It was really small. Um, and I was excited, but not really with cause. I didn't know why I was excited. I was just excited to have an opportunity to move out of the state, to go somewhere new. I was kind of just excited at anything that I had. And as it got closer and closer to my time to move, it just felt increasingly obvious that I wasn't following my life path, that I was just kind of taking an opportunity because it was directly planted in front of me. I didn't actually want to go to South Dakota. I just knew I didn't want to stay in Missouri. So I wasn't running towards something. I was simply running away from my life in Missouri. And that's a dangerous thing, running away instead of running toward. And so about a month and a half before I was supposed to move, I met my partner, Brian, and we hit it off incredibly. We just had so much in common. There was such a spark and like such a mutual passion for life. Like we just have so much fun together right from the start. And he and I started traveling together. We went to Vegas like a week after we met. Then we went to the Grand Canyon and we were just having a great time exploring together. And then one night he asks me, he's like, are you excited for South Dakota? Are you getting getting excited? And I'm like, no, I'm not excited at all, actually. I'm really just, I don't know. It's just something that's happening to me, not really for me. And he was like, well, have you considered doing something else? And I was like, yeah, but I've already told everyone I'm making this move. I don't want to take it all back. And he's like, you shouldn't just follow through on something because you feel like you have to. And that stuck with me. I was like, huh. I don't have to take the first option that's given to me. I can wait for something that actually feels aligned with what I want to do and with my life plan. And so I ended up turning down South Dakota, which was really hard for me because it was signing another six-month lease to be in Missouri six more months. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. Like, I need to go see the world. I'm going crazy. But I did it. I signed the lease. He and I got a place. We started saving up money. Lo and behold, four months after that, we start applying for some national park jobs. We're like, hey, why don't we just, I don't know, see if we could get a job in national parks. We heard that there's free housing. We heard we could come live in the parks and enjoy it for free. That sounds awesome. And so we ended up applying for a few and we got a call a week later from Death Valley National Park out here in California and they offered us both the position. It was up to a full year out here, free housing, free food. We'd get to live in Death Valley, in the desert, in the national park surrounded by beauty. And I just looked at him and I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the aligned plan. This is what I was waiting for. And this was what I was trying to almost, I don't know, I tried to rush into South Dakota to make up for the fact that I didn't have the opportunity I really wanted instead of just waiting. And then I waited and the opportunity came right along. And so I was very sad when I turned down South like it was really hard to let go of that because it was my escape plan. It would get me out of 
the Midwest. I mean, not out of the Midwest, but to a different part of the Midwest, to somewhere that was new and fresh and an adventure. But when I stopped and looked, like after I had turned it down, I never really wanted to go to South Dakota. I just didn't know if another option would come along. And so I was clinging to something instead of letting go to let in. But when I did ultimately do that, now I'm here in Death Valley. And now my partner and I get to hike under a star, a sky full of stars every night. We get to see these coyotes that come like right next to you every day and these cute little lizards and these rabbits. Like we get to live such a cool and exciting life out here because I was brave enough to let go of that first option that really wasn't for me, that really was just an option, not the option I was waiting for. So that's that story. Wow, I love that so much. You are the most beautiful storyteller. The kind of like details, I just feel like I'm there with you. And I I love that so much. Even in your other episodes, I feel like you're the queen of telling stories makes my heart so happy I think I definitely got it from my mom so my mom's an author she writes Spanish novels and she's also a speaker and all the things and she is such a storyteller like my whole life she has always been so good at just giving those like those vivid details that make you want to come back for more and I feel like I probably inherited some of that yes that's amazing and I think as well like a lot of people learn through stories because even when you were sharing yours it was making me reflect on what I've let go of and it I didn't even really think about it until you said your story um so yeah it's just so interesting how you can learn and get your own insights from hearing other people's stories absolutely yes yes um and yeah just I think your story as well kind of really shows your whole co-creation with the universe Um, that's kind of something that really stuck with me, how you kind of didn't go with the option. Um, You went with the one that was right for you. And that really sounds like a co-creation. Absolutely, because there are tons of options we can become. I mean, I'm always saying it, we're the creators of our universe. We can become absolutely anything we want to. But with that comes the ability to decide, hey, this is a really cool opportunity or experience or relationship, but... I'm going to pass because I think there's something better for me. I think that sometimes letting go is letting go of those things that just half serve us or just kind of fill us up. Yeah. And then just a real side note, it's so crazy once you've done that to then look back and be like, imagine if I didn't do that, which is why this topic is so important because it's like life changing. Yeah. Yeah, like what if I hadn't? What would my life look like if I wouldn't have taken that step? Yes, and that is why it's so important to let go of the things that don't serve us. And as well, it kind of makes me reflect on my journey if I hadn't let go of my Amazon business because that was really scary for me because I'd invested most of my money into it, months of my life and hours of my time, a lot of my energy And I had to close it all down and start again with my coaching business, which was terrifying because of the investment I'd put into it. But now it's like, imagine if I hadn't let go of that business, I would be in a business that just wasn't making me fulfilled or happy at all. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that life rewards the bold. Life will always reward you if you are bold and brave enough to take that step. Yeah, like the risk takers. Mm-hmm. The people who are not afraid to get out of the comfort zones. It's what we're always saying. Just spend as much time as you can outside of your comfort zone and it's going to pay off. Yes, it's like high risk, high reward. And the more you spend your time outside of your comfort zone, it's it's just a continuous journey because then your comfort zone expands and then you need to get uncomfortable again. Oh, absolutely. That is so true. I hadn't even thought of it like that, but that is so true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that story. Thank you for sharing it. Um, so the next question I have for you is, what methods or actionable advice do you have for the listeners of Wishing You Wellness? Yeah, so I know it's easy for us to sit here and talk letting it go and how to let it go and why to let it go, but I'm sure everybody's wondering, I'm ready to let it go. Now, how do I actually freaking do it? Well, (laughs) there are all kinds of methods we can use to let go. There are things like visualizations. Sometimes if I'm having a really hard time letting something go, I'll close my eyes, just imagining that thing in a little bubble floating away, or I'll write it all down. I'll write down all about that failing friendship or that career that's no longer fulfilling me. I'll write it down and then I'll rip it up and it's, it's gone. It's gone from my mind, at least momentarily. It's behind me. Another thing I like to do is focus on what's to gain. Because when we zoom in on what we're losing, when we're letting go, letting go is like a scary, terrible process. It's like going to the dentist or like doing your laundry. It's not something that you're like waking up in the morning excited to do. It's something you're kind of dreading a little bit. And so focusing on what we're gaining when we let go of something, focusing on what could replace that, what's out there that's better, more aligned for us. That's super empowering, and that's been super, super helpful for me learning to let go of things. Another technique I use is remembering other times that letting go served me. So right now, if something were to occur in my life and I had to let go, I would just remind myself of the time I let go of South Dakota and ended up moving out to California and loving, loving the work I'm doing, loving the place I'm living. I just remember those times where trusting my intuition and trusting myself in the universe and letting go paid off in big ways. And you can journal about this. You can write down all of the times that letting go was a positive thing for you because seeing it written out in front of you is such better motivation. You can actually see it physically and remember, oh yeah, when I was brave enough to walk away from that relationship with that guy that I really, really liked, but was super unhealthy for me, Now I have this really healthy relationship where we're just both dedicated to being the best versions of ourselves and learning to be patient and kind and gentle with each other and giving each other space to show up and heal together because that's so much of what relationships are. It's healing together. Yes, I love that. That's such good advice and especially about what am I gaining from this is so powerful and I think as well it's also kind of thinking what are the consequences of if I don't do this because that can really get me going if I think what will happen if I don't do this because I don't know if everyone's like this but I feel like I'm more driven to move away from pain than go to pleasure 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you think of any examples of that? Like at school, I'd be more scared of being told off than getting rewarded by a teacher or even with a boss. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to, you don't want to experience pain more than you're trying to experience pleasure. So I think as well, that's just personally. So when I think of what will happen if I don't do this, that gets me to move into action more than like the gains, but both are so helpful. Wow, it does kind of light a fire underneath of you to think like, yeah, what are the consequences of me being afraid and staying in this situation? How is this going to weigh on me long term? Yes. And then with what you said about visualization, like a bubble floating away and things like that. I've definitely done that in the past where I've written a letter out of things that weren't serving me and things I wanted to release, especially, you know, around like the full moons and new moons. Um, And then I burn it or, you know, I kind of like get rid of it in some way. And then it really feels like you've just released a lot. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, just released. Yeah. All right. So I am looking at my little timer thing and we're actually pretty well out of time. This part went a lot faster. We were saying we felt like the beginning, like every minute we recorded, it felt shorter than that. But now it's the opposite case. Now we're like running the time and it has been such a good time getting to talk with you, Shannon, getting to pick your brain for these insights. I feel like you're just such an insightful and introspective person. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. And I feel like I've learned so much from your wisdom and perspectives. That's my favorite thing about friendships like Shannon's and mine. Like, I just feel like we both learn from each other. We both just every time we speak, I feel like we both walk away having downloaded new insights. And those are the best kind of friendships, guys. Definitely. All right. Well, this has been real, you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wishing You Wellness here on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, all of the things. I will catch you guys next week. See you then. Bye.